Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backhealed Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we are starting our MLS 2024 season previews. Today is part one of a three-part MLS season preview series that will take you right up to kickoff. That's next week, where we're going to have kickoff between Inter-Miami and Real Salt Lake. On Wednesday, February 21st, we're going to tackle a chunk of teams each day following the timeline of our previews that are dropping over on Backheel.com. Folks, if you're looking for quality, in-depth MLS season previews for every single team in the league, go check out Backheel.com. We have the first 12 teams alphabetically up on the site right now. Tactics, depth charts, off-season analysis, hopes, fears, concerns, worries, young player spotlight, spotlighting the second best player on each team, predictions, trophies, all that stuff. Tons of great in-depth stuff over on the site right now, if I do say so myself. Go check that out, and you'll get a 20% discount right now if you subscribe from one of those preview articles. Without any further ado, however, let's get to today's abbreviated chunk of previews to help set the stage for next season's kickoff. Folks, our first preview moving through alphabetically is Atlanta United. We're going to look today at the big picture for all of these teams for the first 12 teams, as I mentioned in the intro. Atlanta United's big picture is this. They have all the marks of a trophy contender, but how quickly will the new pieces gel? And what happens when star number 10, Tiago Almada, leaves in the summer? Atlanta have the makeup of a really, really strong team. Their offseason additions were strong. Garth Lagerwey seems to be making real lasting change to their transfer strategy. They brought in a new goalkeeper. They replaced Miles Robinson. Who knows that that replacement will be up to snuff, but they've done it. And Stian Gregerson over from Ligue 2 in France. They've added one starting central midfielder in Bartos Slees and Dax McCarty as a reserve sort of third option in Gonzalo Pineda's double pivot. The pieces are there, but will they gel fast enough? And will Garth Lagerwey in Atlanta be able to replace Thiago Almada as he surely will go to Europe over the summer? Those are huge questions for Atlanta. Let's move into our next team, Austin FC. The whole thing with Austin right now is can they bounce back to where they were in 2022? They were really poor last year towards the bottom of the Western Conference, cratered after finishing second in the West the year before that. They brought in a new sporting director in Rodolfo Burrell, who has connections in the past with Barcelona and Manchester City, has worked alongside Pep Guardiola. They brought him in in last season to replace Claudio Reyna after the whole World Cup fallout. And Burrell hasn't done much of anything. He's talked to ESPN about how they've struggled to make moves. Can Austin FC find something? With the few moves they've made, can they get stronger with maybe some DP changes before the primary transfer window closes in late April? If not, this team could be in for a rough 2024. Next, let's move on to Charlotte FC. With a new manager and Dean Smith and some major DP shuffling of their own, it looks like Charlotte are entering a new, simpler era. This team struggled and at times overcomplicated things last year. Christian Latanzio didn't turn the group of players into more than the sum of their parts. And to be fair to him, he was handed a very poor roster from sporting director Zoran Cronetta. Dean Smith, now that the club has moved Swiderski and Josviak out, has a chance to add real top pieces to a club that has some existing pieces that are okay. Like, they have some really workable quality in this team. The question is, you know, are the complementary pieces quite strong enough, and are they going to get top-end talent to really push this team forward? Still, Charlotte are entering their new and simpler era in 2024, and it feels like that is the easiest recipe in Major League Soccer to becoming a real threat in your conference. 
Looking at Chicago, the Fire took a big swing in the offseason, paying a club record transfer fee to sign Hugo Kuypers from Belgium. He won their golden boot in his last full season over in Belgium. Will that move get them back to contention in the East? That is the question right now for the Fire. Do they have a creator to go out and help Kuypers get on the ball in the final third? Is Kellen Acosta all that in central midfield? Is he going to be a game changer for them, providing stability? Did they hit on their signings along the back line? Plenty of things are up in the air for the Fire, but they have stated a clear intent that they want to go out and be a real threat in the East. You don't go out and pay eight figures if you're not serious about what you want to do. Even after re-upping heights in the front office over the offseason, the Fire are trying to get themselves into those meaningful conversations out East. Looking down the list at FC Cincinnati, since you have a tough act to follow after winning the Supporters' Shield last season, but this offseason, especially with Miles Robinson joining the club, confirmed that they are one of the elite clubs in Major League Soccer. They are a destination for a player that wants a strong year before going and really trying to prove himself in Europe. Robinson wanted to go to Cincinnati. This club, with Chris Albright making key decisions in the front office, went out and retooled fairly well. There are still some questions about the attack with Corey Baird coming in and Brendan Vasquez going out. But they seem to have upgraded in central midfield. They've gone after, you know, eventually maybe an Alvaro Barreal replacement in Luca Oriano. There is real quality here. This team should be competing for trophies. Next up, looking at the Colorado Rapids. The Rapids had a busy winter, hiring Chris Armas as their new head coach and adding a trio of U.S. men's national team hopefuls from abroad in the form of Zach Steffen, Joji Mihaljevic, and Sam Vines. They have given their fans a reason to hope. They have pushed themselves out of the conversation for the wooden spoon this offseason, which is a genuinely good step in the right direction for this club. Contending for a trophy still feels out of the real realm of possibility, but this club will be noticeably better in 2024 than they were in 2023. Up next, let's talk about the Columbus crew. They have all 11 starters returning from their MLS Cup victory a couple of months ago. It is so easy to imagine another successful season for Wilfred Nancy's team. Nancy told me they're still at a 6 out of 10 in terms of where he thinks they can be. This season will be scary for the crew without much change outside of Julian Gressel heading off to Miami in free agency. It's really easy to see this team making some real moves in 2024. Moving down the alphabet to FC Dallas, I am fascinated by Dallas this year. They sort of stagnated last season under Nico Estevez, but they've brought in a record-breaking striker signing up top. And Nico Estevez is rocking with a tactical tweak. He's shifted to a back three a shift that helped propel the crew to a trophy last year, I might add. It makes it easier on those outside center backs. You don't need as much depth and quality because you can draft some fullbacks into those roles. Dallas have done a lot of interesting stuff this offseason. They have some fun players. I am excited and intrigued by this team as we head into 2024. DC United, I am less excited by, at least because of their 2024 outlook, but with a new manager and a new chief soccer officer, new life is being breathed in to this club. Will it make a difference in 2024? I don't think so. But Ali McKay and Troy Lissane are young options in both of their roles, CSO and manager respectively. They're going to bring fresh ideas to a club that desperately needs them. And even if that is the only change for a DC team that's been stuck in the past for so long, that is a positive change as we near the new year. Moving forward to the Houston Dynamo, Hector Herrera, though he's dealing with a bit of an injury right now, along with Nelson Quinones. Herrera is good enough to make the Dynamo a real knockout threat all on their own. To be something special this year, though, Ben Olsen will need a couple of the other pieces in the attack to step up. Sebastian Ferreira is back from his loan to Brazil, back from exile. He's a DP, and he's going to be the Corey Baird replacement. He's the guy up top. Is he good enough? That is a huge question for the Dynamo as they try to repeat with a couple of home playoff games in the Western Conference. Sporting Kansas City. This team had a really strong finish to 2023 
They swept St. Louis in the first full round of the playoffs before losing to the Dynamo team we just talked about. This team has a lot of really good pieces. They are also really old. If the pieces can stay healthy and on the field, and maybe SKC will add one more DP before the end of this primary transfer window, likely in midfield, if they can add one more piece, this team has real quality and a real chance to do damage in Major League Soccer, even with looming questions at both ends of the field in terms of Alan Polito's production, him overperforming his XG, and then the center backs both being on the wrong side of 30. Finally, our last team on this episode, we're hitting the LA Galaxy. Last year, fan protests sparked evolution inside of the Galaxy organization. This year, will Ricky Pooj and Will Kuntz's offseason moves help the Galaxy evolve into anything resembling a force in the Western Conference? That is the million-dollar question right now in Carson, California. The Galaxy have talent. Will that talent have the right balance between attack and defense for them to be a real player out West? Folks, that is it for part one of our three-part MLS season preview series. Check back later this week or over on backheel.com for much, much more as we near the start of the 2024 season. For now, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all again real soon.